0: Hello and welcome to Luke's English Podcast, which is supported thanks to donations from my listeners. And thank you if you've donated recently. If you'd like to donate, just go to the website and click donate. It's pretty simple. Um, So thanks for the donations. Also, support for the podcast comes from my sponsors. The sponsor for this episode is italki. And basically, that's just a way for you to find uh, teachers online. It's a bit like a, a virtual language school Where you can go and find yourself a one to one teacher. Uh, You can have lessons. Um, and lessons can be tailored to your particular needs. For example, if you've got a job interview coming up, or if you want to work on your exam skills for the IELTS exam, something like that, or if you just generally want to improve your spoken English, let's say, or your grammatical accuracy, or your range of vocabulary. If you want to improve your English for any reason, you can find a one-to-one teacher, or you can just find... Um, a native speaker to talk to on a regular basis if you would just need loads of speaking practice that's possible too Uh, and italki will give you a voucher which is worth the equivalent of a free lesson uh, when you buy some talking time Uh, to get that offer go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website okay Good, right then. So here's this new episode, and we will start the episode properly as soon as the jingle happens. When's the jingle going to happen, Luke? The jingle is going to happen right now. You're listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of podcast land welcome to another episode of this podcast for learners of english how are you how are you though how the hell are you he said in a way uh that uh, was strange hmm, i've got coffee i've just had my lunch it was very nice thank you for asking even though you didn't ask although you may have asked in your head um this is a strange beginning isn't it this is a strange way to open an episode but i'm gonna carry on all right Sometimes when I do the intro to episodes, I sort of say something stupid by mistake and it kind of goes wrong and I get frustrated and I start again. But I've decided I'm going to just keep going with this one. No stopping. I don't have time. Anyway, I've got coffee. Did I say that already? I can't remember. But I have got coffee. You don't need to know that. But I just wanted to tell you, I wanted to celebrate the fact that I've got a cup of coffee. You know, when you've got a cup of coffee and you feel good about it and you want the whole world to know you know that feeling uh th- that that whole idea was the basis of uh, like twitter and instagram wasn't it in the beginning hey look everyone i'm gonna have some coffee or luke thompson is enjoying a cup of uh, coffee or something anyway i've got coffee which is nice I, have you got a hot drink <laughs> leave your comments in the comment section if you're also enjoying a beverage anyway Welcome to the podcast um, I haven't pre pre I haven't planned uh, this intro in advance I mean I haven't written it all out which is why it's kind of rambling and going off all over the place. It's hard to sort of keep myself focused when I haven't written everything down in advance but anyway Luke focus focus man okay this episode in this episode I'm talking to my friend Raphael. And in this one, he's going to tell us, tell you, tell, I mean, he's already told me uh, and I recorded the conversation and you're going to listen to us talking about Raf's summer. So if you remember from a previous episode of this podcast, it was in April, I spoke to Raf Miller about the fact that he set up his own summer school in Liverpool, right? He set up his summer school and I was talking to him about that, about his summer school. It's called Your English Summer. Um, and this is a place, This a sort of a, yeah, it's a place where uh, teenagers can come during the summer and work on their English. And it sounds like a really cool project. Raf is um, an old friend of mine. We used to work together at the London School of English in London years ago. And uh, I got to know him by working alongside him in the teacher's room and all that stuff. And I moved to France, and Raph left the London school, and he set up his own summer school. As I said, it's called Your English Summer. Uh, interesting project. And I spoke to him about it in April, if you remember. We kind of talked about all sorts of things. Uh, uh, anyway, he talked to us about uh, his summer school plans. And then, you know, that was April, then we had May, and then June, and then July and August, of course. That's the way months work. And then... Um, so during that time, Raph Raff had his summer school experience. The the kids came, he had teenagers coming to his school and stuff. It was all done in a, a school that Raph actually used to go to when he was a kid in Liverpool. So somehow he's managed to to get the use of that building for his summer school. And so basically in this episode, he's going to tell us about what happened during the summer. And, uh, you know, so you might be thinking, oh, I wonder how, how it went. How was it? for him. How were the, the teenagers? Where did they come from? What were they like? What kinds of things did they do? How was it for their English? Generally, tell us about what happened, Raf. That's what you might be thinking. Well, I hope you are thinking that because that's exactly what's going to happen in this episode. That's it, basically. It's nice. It's a, it's a nice conversation. I, I always enjoy talking to Raphael and I'm, you know, personally interested in his project and it sounds like the summer was great and everyone had a really fantastic experience. Um, so that 's it. You can now enjoy listening to the two of us talking about it. My first question to Raf was, "Where are you at this moment and that 's where we start the conversation so i 'm now going to continue drinking my coffee you can i 'm allowing you i 'm giving you permission to also enjoy a beverage, either hot or cold or just ambient temperature while you enjoy listening to my conversation with uh, Raphael Miller uh, talking about his experience. Uh, uh, with your English summer uh, which happened this summer okay oh this has just become Alan Partridge now okay I'm going to stop talking uh, so that you can actually listen to the conversation alright thank you
1: well I, I'm where, where you found me last back in back in Leeds mm-hmm. um, wonderful Leeds up in the northeast of England not, not too far from Liverpool but yeah I'm, I'm in Leeds at the moment at home okay
0: so you actually live in Leeds, but the summer school uh is in liverpool
1: that's right that's okay. right it's close it's close they' really, they're really close together i know I know you know, you know that yeah but um you know for the benefit of your listeners it's it's literally about an hour and a half drive <clears throat> yeah. over over to the west yeah um, so yeah, it's, really, it's pretty pretty easy, which is quite handy this year because mm. obviously previous summer schools have worked at, you know they 're usually like down south, which is like really like really far from well for, for for english scale you know it's really far away from from leeds um so it's a little bit tricky for kind of the home life and everything but with it being in liverpool it, you can just kind of nip back and forwards fairly fairly easily mm,
0: convenient mm-hmm. so it's september um yes you what um and you survived the summer yeah, everyone, everyone did all, all, all staff and students, myself included, all, all powered through.
1: Yeah, it was, it was an absolute blast, man. You know, was it good? Yeah, it, it, it was. It really was, though. You know, I, I you know, I had very, I was very kind of confident about how how it would go. Mm. Um, you know, with the experience of previous ones I've I've worked at and managed and stuff, but you still, you never know. How people are going to get on, um, you know, be it the students or the staff or the students with the staff and things like that. And everybody was new; I hadn't worked with anybody before. Um, so even though it's a really small team and a small, small group of students, it, it, you know, there are lots, still lots of potential variables and, and unforeseen kind of bits and pieces. But yeah, it was it was great, man. So I'm absolutely over the moon with uh with how it went. That's, that's like, all, all in all. yeah Yeah. yeah, just give us
0: an overview like how many students how many members of staff
1: yeah so um we had so five members of staff and then two like group leaders Mm -hmm. um so kind of like sort of like staff as well um and then we had um 24 students so you know for a summer school that's that's really that's really quite small um but for a group of people you know it's quite it's quite nice like they because i mean to begin with i was a little bit apprehensive about the number of students that that were coming um but it was amazing like how tight tight knit that group that group of students became um so even though i think usually it's better to have more than that mm. with it being the first year especially it was kind of almost a, a blessing in disguise really because um you know everybody really got to know each other and was like like basically just a really a really close a really tight group and you know they just had a, a lot more fun that way i think um and also with it being smaller it's just so much more manageable you know like yeah. if if it's really big especially in the first year you can get distracted and miss things but when it's a small group you i mean i got to know every single student like pretty well yeah. whereas before when i've worked in a summer school with like 200 kids you know, it's like there are kids at the end of the two weeks you see them and you're like, who's that kid? Like, I've, never, <laughs> I've never seen that kid before, you know, so yeah. um, it, it's quite, quite a different, quite a different kind of kettle of fish. So, yeah, it was it was cool. Um, uh, so they were all they were all on site, you know, living in, in the accommodation and everything and, you know, all, all kind of close by. And, yeah, it was, it was perfect. Um, ages of the kids. Yeah, so the oldest was 16 mm-hmm. and the youngest was actually 11. So it was, ah. the age range was meant to be 12 to 16. Um, but then as part of this group, you know, you can sort of make an exception if it's a group. Um, there was one kid who was 11. So because he's coming with all his mates and he had a group leader and everything who was there to kind of give extra support, it didn't really matter. And, you know, it was in any case, it, it would have been fine. I think even if it had been an individual alone, yeah. because it was a small, a small school it would have it would have been fine it's just when you have like a massive school you can't really have like a random like 11 year old just floating about cuz they might get a little bit homesick and a bit kind of lost in the mix you know mm. um but yeah yeah so 11 to 16 okay
0: basically. from where were they from
1: uh so italy mm-hmm. spain germany china yeah. poland and switzerland so six six nationalities okay so they're not not bad representation
0: for for the numbers that we had. I think it was nice. It was a really nice mix. Do you, do you find that the kids from the different places are different in terms of their behaviour and stuff?
1: Um, well, I mean, we had a group of of Italian students, so you know they brought they brought like serious energy. Yeah, you know, so I think they conformed to the national um, kind of characteristics pretty pretty effectively. You know, it, it's I'm I'm never a big believer in like stereotypes and and all of that sort of thing, but you know the the Italian like teenagers that we had, they were they they were the way you think of like Italian teenagers as being, you know, like very energetic and like you know just always chatting to each other and like shouting and just you know just tons of energy basically. Yeah. Um, whereas and <laughs> also i to say like just quite relaxed about getting from place to place. <laughs> you know, so you you'd sort of be like, okay, guys, let's go and like. Go to the sports hall or whatever, and and the the pace, the walking pace was you know was was leisurely, yes. shall we say, whereas some of the other students from say like Germany, they'd be kind of at the front, like sort of saying to me, "What's going on? Like, why they're walking so slowly?" So it's quite <laughs> it's, it, it's quite kind of funny to see the the way in which they reacted to each other's behavior. You know, it was never nev- never like a problem. It was just it was just just really interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah quite. I, I, for for some of them, do you think it was the first time that they'd come? face-to-face with kids from other countries
1: yeah actually i I didn't i didn't really ask that too much because you just assume don't you like in this nowadays but but it's it's possible you know or at least in such an intense environment you know at such sort of close quarters because um you know nowadays obviously you kind of you know you see everything online or on tv or whatever Mm. um but yeah i guess if you live in a fairly like average-sized town or city and you're not necessarily going to be, you know, knocking about with people from lots of different countries all the time. Um, So, yeah, it might have been. I sort of asked them for some of them. I know that it was their first time in the UK and their first time at a summer school for most of them. Um, But, yeah, I never – I didn't ask them if it was, like, with kind of time spent with other nationalities. So, yeah. Um, And I think for a lot of them it was definitely the first time they met a Chinese person. Oh yeah. Um yeah and that was just like it was just really curious because the Italian guys arrived first. Um and then I told them that there were there was a student coming from China. And they, and it just like this guy from China, he became like a celebrity. It was re- it was really weird. They were like, Rav, when when's the Chinese guy getting here?" You know, like they were like, "Where's the Chinese guy?" Where? And I was like, "Oh, his name is Sean." And they were like, "Oh, where where's Sean? Where's Sean?" You know, like they were, and and so this kind of personality cult built up around this guy. You know, they were so they were just, but they, I don't know, I don't know why. Like they were just sort of really fascinated. Um, and it wasn't like when he arrived, there was this big eruption of of chaos it was just like normal but (laughs) they they, i guess they just wanted to hang out with uh with
0: someone from a country that
1: was really far away or something like that i I, I, I don't know yeah Um, i'm
0: fascinated to see what the chinese guy was like but yeah interesting the way that sort of kids or young people pick up on things like global trends and stuff you know they probably just felt like this guy was a they'd heard stuff about China and how China's yeah. like this booming place and all that. Yeah. And it's so different and different language and stuff. And yeah. So I suppose they were just curious to actually meet someone and, and how, how did Sean get on? Was he the only Chinese guy there?
1: Yeah. 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 So he, 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 yeah, he had a great time, you know, he, he sort of emailed me afterwards and i um, would like, say, thank you. And like, one, like the only student actually to email me directly afterwards, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so you get lots of emails of thanks from parents and things, mm. but not not usually from a student. Um, that's quite it's quite unusual. So he he sort of like took the time to to, to send me something directly, which which I was quite touched by. Um, but yeah, he had, he, he seems to have an he seems to have a ball. He had an uncle who is fairly nearby, so that was I think was quite good for him. Yeah, um, you know, rather than being you know, um, 6,000 or 5,000 miles or whatever it is to, to, um, the east, east side of China.
0: Yeah.
1: Completely on his own, you know, which is always quite, I mean, he was a little bit older. He he was 16, but still I think, you know, if you just jetted all the way over on your own, it would be, would be just, I don't know. Like, I mean, he said he hadn't been, he hadn't been to the UK before. So, you know, it's just like, straight out of his comfort like as far out of his, of his comfort zone really as you can as you can imagine but um you know I'm all, I'm always just quite taken aback by by the kids at summer school really like you know when they just come and they just get stuck in like yeah. straight away like they don't I can't imagine being 14 myself and just you know just going off and like just meeting <laughs> like 200 other people I'd never met before and just spending a you know two weeks with them or something um every every single day you know every meal every day um and a lot of schools not 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 our school but you know in our school all the rooms are individual so you know at least at night you kind of got time to yourself like you know as as a student and you can maybe like you know gather your thoughts a little bit um Whereas in a lot of summer schools, all the kids are just like together in dorms, so it's like four or five, three or four in a dorm, so it's just like full on like twenty four seven you yeah. know you're never really on your own, which which is good for younger ones to be honest, because it distracts them from being homesick yeah um but yeah I think if if you are sort of four thousand miles from home and you're just in with a kind of like a little group of kids like all know, it's just just
0: such an unreal experience, I think you yeah. Know? yeah yeah, <laughs> so they they made friends. Uh, across the uh, national uh, sort of groups, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were they're were all making friends across different nationalities. Then were they?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, because the Italian students all knew each other already, so they they kind of um, obviously had no problem because they they you know they they were there with a few of their own friends already, sort of thing. Mm. Uh, but they still would you know be speaking in English to the other students and you know getting to know them. Obviously sometimes different students get on better um, and they just want to make new friends or they're kind of maybe not have that many friends in the group that they've come with. So they want to branch out. And it was, it was just nice, you know, to, to sort of see them like getting to know each other in the tentative faltering conversations to begin with. And then it just sort of like blossoms and picks up, picks up momentum as, as it goes along, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and also what, what we did because I thought it would be a, an interesting extra thing, as well as meeting students from other countries, like to meet local kids as well. Yeah. You know, so so we brought in a we brought in like a youth group, um, like a Liverpool youth group. So all our all our kids could meet like loads of scousers, basically. Oh my <laughs> god, brilliant! Um, <laughs> so they were like trying to, and they, they they you know they had really good Liverpool accents as well. So it was like yeah, you know, a new challenge. <laughs> like, okay, you have to speak international english and and and, you know practice this way and then you can meet people your own age but who are locals as well um so it was it was just you know they were kind of practicing in lots of different ways but that's definitely something because we did it a bit this year just to just to test drive it yeah but next year gonna integrate it all the way through really so when when the kids are doing when the when our students are doing like activities in the afternoon Mm. they'll be doing those activities just just with other international students and locals as well, so it's just even more, even more English. You know, it's really built in. They're really like living, living in the language that little bit more. You know, so yeah. um, you know that's that's the plan. That's the plan for next year. Um, but it was, it was that was really good fun. You know, when we brought the locals in, it was really, it was really cool. That
0: sounds great. So, have, yeah, you got, were, have you got any little stories then of of some things that happened? Like, what did you actually do then? Tell us some of the things that you did with the with the kids.
1: Yeah, like outside of classes and things like that. You mean?
0: Yeah, well, you yeah. know, anything like, you know, just give us a, give us an idea of a day or if you could just uh, tell us, yeah, like give us an overview of a typical day and a maybe taster. maybe share it with us some of the specific things that happened as well.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, my days were always really long, basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, from about 6am to about midnight um, because, you know, I always wanted to be up and getting things organized and have a really clear idea of how the day was going to unfold in my head, mm-hmm. um, you know, just it's just every day there's like a little a little something will just happen and it's kind of like oh yeah i must remember about to give this to this kid or to pass this message on to this student or to ask this teacher this you know mm-hmm. so you kind of just got a, a a list of things to do every day that's like as long as you're on yeah. um but yeah i mean students you know they would get up each day about we'd wake them up at about sort of seven thirty mm-hmm. um which which wasn't appreciated um, <laughs> too much, <laughs> especially towards the end. What so were they? Nec- were they actually? Next year do- we might have a Lion Day in the second week. Good idea. Because towards the end of the second week, you know, there's, the students they were they were really enjoying themselves. But it's just a, it's a lot. You know, they're they're doing stuff every single day. So, you know, they were maybe a few of them were pretty shattered basically by the time they went home. And they, but they in, in, in a good way.
0: Yeah, but well, they didn't want to like get up. <clears throat> For example, on you know near the end of the course, pro- I can imagine one or two days where you're like, right, it's seven thirty, come on up, yeah. yeah, and they're like saying, no, I don't want to get yeah. up. Yeah, a little, a little. I mean,
1: it, it it would be just like you wouldn't hear anything. You'd knock on the door. And yeah. like There'd just be like no response. She'd be there kind of banging on the door. And then eventually they'd just give in and they'd be like, yes, what? You know, so <laughs> you're kind of like, come on, it's breakfast. Um, so, yeah, you get them, go down for breakfast. Breakfast always quite quiet. You know, everybody's just kind of waking up still.
0: Yeah.
1: And then we just go straight into lessons from breakfast. So lessons um, all the way through until lunch. So like three hours every morning mm-hmm. with like a half hour break in the middle so in the break the, the weather was amazing pretty much the whole way through mm. so in the break we just go out onto the fields like throw frisbees around like the kids can just chill like read do whatever they want you know really mm. um and then in the afternoon activities so like um after lunch like sports or um we did like tie-dye t-shirt making did baking like Wait. football tennis whoa, whoa,
0: tie-dye t-shirt making yeah no, it was what's, amazing what, what's that
1: um so you get a white t-shirt you um wet it so you you just like soak it in a bucket of water Mm -hmm. and then uh, it's like what the hippies used to do in the 60s you know like you see people at burning man festival or whatever like just covered in tie-dye so you you soak the t-shirt in water and then um you scrunch it up in some way so you kind of like twist it into a spiral or something like that Mm -hmm. and then you you tie it so you use elastic bands to hold it in place yeah and then you just get little um pots of paint Mm -hmm. and just put droplets of paint on the t-shirt and it and it just like soaks through yeah so then you leave it for i think you leave it for 24 hours Mm -hmm. and then you open up the or you untie it and you open up the t-shirt and it just creates all these like crazy, like psychedelic patterns, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's actually really good fun. I I did, I did one as well. Um, and yeah, you can just kind of go crazy with the colors or just do like one, one or two colors or yeah. All the, all the, all the students did one. Um, some of them were, were really, were really cool, you know? So just, you know, different things like that, really like not just sports, but also like kind of non-sporty, like creative, kind of stuff you know like drama or sort of um like painting and drawing and and you know whatever students are interested in really Mm. Um, so we kind of tell them at the beginning of of the day or the day before you know what's going to be happening the following day and they can have a think and like decide with their friends which which activities they want to do and then and then we just run like three or four different ones in the afternoon um and then yeah evening meal again like all together so all the meals all together all the staff and students sort of eat together so you can they can just constantly kind of be getting to know each other and chatting to the staff and stuff like that yeah um learning how to eat pizza you know um the, how to the eat italian, pizza yeah yeah the italian kids were going crazy they were like um singling people out for eating pizza with ketchup you
0: know it's just losing their minds the, yeah the pizza police
1: yeah yeah big time big time you know or eating pizza with a knife and fork i was i was you know told that was not at all appropriate really so they they were like raf there is a there is a neapolitan pizza maker dying now because you're (laughs) eating pizza with a knife and fork i'm like oh (laughs) soz (laughs) how should you eat pizza then just with your hand Yeah, just just fold it like like in a slice obviously not the whole thing (laughs) yeah um, like a massive calzone. Um, so yeah, each slice you just sort yeah. of fold it together and just 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 one hand it. I see. Apparently. Just yeah. one
0: hand it, and with the other hand, well, I suppose you 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 need that to speak,
1: gesticulating wildly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know that would be the standard sort of sort of day, and then two days of the week as well, we would we would go out like all day. So you know, we went to Alton Towers like
0: theme park one day. Um, Alton Towers. I,
1: yeah, yeah, it's the
0: it's the best or biggest theme park in yeah. in England. Yeah, yeah the biggest one. <laughs> Love Alton, T- Alton Towers. Used to go there quite a lot when I was. Oh, really? Up. Yeah, because we lived in uh, the Midlands, and oh, Alton Towers ah, is yeah. just sort of you know not far from Stoke on Trent. Yeah, and exactly. so you know it's not not too far if you if you live in the middle of the country. It takes you a couple of hours to drive there. And just amazing roller coasters, and it's just like Disneyland, but even better than Disneyland, because yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. get all that Disney stuff. No mice. Yeah. No random like uh, mice and weird other weird characters. Yeah. I, I think some, there is someone who did some stand-up comedy about this once, but it always sticks in my mind, of Mickey and his friends, right? You've got Mickey Mouse, his wife is Minnie Mouse, or his girlfriend or whatever, and yeah. then his, his best mate. Who's, who's Mickey Mouse's best mate?
1: Oh, is it, is it the dog? Is the dog. Or is, it, Plu- it's, or, or, is it, or is it the duck? Is it Daffy Duck?
0: Well, there's Daffy Duck, but there's yeah. he's got a, uh, his friend who's a, a dog, uh, who's <laughs> yeah. the one who wears clothes and stands yeah. up. Goofy. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay, goofy goofy yeah. is his mate. He's the dog. He wears clothes. He stands up. And then Mickey Mouse also has a pet dog uh, called um, Pluto. Oh, yeah, Pluto, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 so yeah. what happens when uh, Goofy <laughs> and Pluto meet each other? Cause, same species Yeah, they're both dogs like one of them standing up talking wearing clothes the other one's like naked on yeah. all on all fours what's going on there it's the missing link yeah like <laughs> yeah. do you reckon when when pluto and and goofy meet goofy's like mate <laughs> you Seriously? need to put some clothes on <laughs> what are you doing why are you walking around on your hands yeah and but goofy can speak and pluto can't speak i think just, just not quite a full sentient being. What's you going know? on? What's going on there? Like, what happened with with uh, Goofy? Is he's just like a, from a different evolutionary step in the yeah. dog world in Disney? I don't know. He shot ahead. They, 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 they definitely bend bend the rules of evolution. Don't oh, they? You know, yeah, the, the, in, the, in the Disney universe, absolutely. Yeah, there's all sorts of illogical <laughs> animal related things going on in that in that universe. Anyway, so you yeah. went. Well, it's you, like it, yeah. it's
1: like the one in in Wayne's World. It's, he says something similar. He's like. He's like, how come, how come, I think he's talking about Daffy Duck, he's, or maybe it's Mickey Mouse, and one of them, he's like, how come he doesn't wear clothes, but when he comes out of the shower, he's got a towel around his waist? He's like, what's that about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, when, when it's, when da- it's when Daffy Duck has a shower. Normally, yeah, he wears like a shirt or a jacket, shirt, that's and it. that's yeah. it. He's just wearing a shirt.
1: I mean, when he comes it's... out of the shower, he's topless, so no shirt, but with a towel.
0: You know? He comes out <laughs> of so the, the shower, sh- he's got a towel around his waist.
1: Yeah.
0: what but what do you you know why are you yeah. protecting your dignity
1: because you don't this.
0: normally yeah. <laughs> uh yeah That's well scandalous. this is why this is why alton towers is better than disneyland because exactly because you when you're in disneyland you're queuing up for the rides there is there are these nagging thoughts in the back of your head of like why does why is goofy wearing clothes and pluto isn't and why does yeah. daffy don't have a towel around his waist when he comes out i just can't enjoy my experience yeah. whereas at alton towers you don't have any of those questions uh, at exactly. all to, to, exactly. to worry about so just too
1: busy getting your hair blown back you know
0: yeah you're just flying around on roller coasters and uh, eating uh candy floss yeah yeah <laughs>
1: feeling a bit sick so yeah exactly upside down yeah no they had, they had a really good time they, a, they, they thought it was amazing awesome towers and the queues weren't too bad either because we were quite early in the summer mm-hmm. so so they kind of missed missed all the the horrendous horrendous queuing you know so they kind of got on quite a few after they got some really like some really impressive rides there now you what, know what, like, what
0: is the best ride because it's been a while since I went there what's the best yeah, ride
1: well there? I mean I think I think they 've still got the only fully vertical roller coaster in the u k you know yeah. it was oblivion I mean mm-hmm. that's been there for years you know they've got what, they had a new one called the Wicker Man, which was like a the the only like wooden ro- it's like a wooden roller coaster, so it's like, oh, yeah. like an old school roller coaster yeah um but obviously it's like you know super kind of fast and scary and everything, and the like flames shooting out of it and stuff it's wow. pretty 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 insane i
0: remember oblivion that's the one you mentioned there it's the vertical roller coaster i've been on oblivion a few times Mm. because it's been there for a while now it is it is really good yeah it's basically if my for the listeners to to just get a picture of this um yeah it's a vertical roller coaster so you know normally roller coasters it's, it's like a train yeah right yeah going be, it's going to be yeah. a, diffi- a difficult analogy to make <laughs> painting pictures with words yeah yeah uh and uh how can i explain like a train okay, but oblivion it's kind of goes sideways on so um yeah, no, whole... you
1: still go you still go forwards, but i know what you, i know what you mean though it's
0: it's like the car it's, it's, the, 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 the the cars are wider the car itself it's one car and it's really wide and it mm. fits i don't know how many sixty people in it or something. And yeah. it, there's like maybe three or four rows of seats, but it's wide yeah. rather than long, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it's going running along the track kind of w- like that. And um, it starts. You go click, 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 going up to the top.
1: Yeah, and that's the scariest bit, I think, when you the anticipation as yeah. you're going up, and it's just like kung, 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 and you're like, oh no, it's going so high in the air.
0: Yeah, why is it so high? And then the 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 thing there's there's like a few seconds while when it gets to the top it it turns a little corner in yeah. order to get itself into place to drop vertically for i don't know how many meters it is yeah. but uh it turns that corner and that's also very frightening because you, you you know you can't really see where the edge is and it's just yeah. slowly turning and then you see the edge like falling away in front of you yeah. and the cool thing is that the 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 thing starts to go over the edge and then it stops yeah. So it goes over the edge until it's maybe sort of at a 45 degree angle or more, and yeah. or maybe even all the way over. So you're looking down and it yeah, goes... You're just hanging. And it just goes click and stops for a few seconds. And then it releases and goes ka-chunk. Whoosh, and you fall down uh, vertically uh, straight into a hole in the ground. So you yeah. fly down towards the ground and then there's a little hole and flum, you go straight through the hole through a tunnel really fast dark under the ground and then you can pop out the other end and uh, you know by the time you come out at the other end everyone's got like tears streaming yeah. across <laughs> their faces and their hair is everywhere and they're like exhilarated going I want to yeah. do it again
1: yeah <laughs>
0: exactly just absolutely exactly. amazing I feel like I'm there
1: you know just as listeners just close your eyes and, and sort of be transported <laughs> <laughs> um, so Oblivion the Wicker Man uh, yeah what else? Uh, there's there's a few a few kind of crazy. There's one where you're I I haven't been on this one, but you sort of um almost like lying down where you kind of like like you're flying through the air like mm. sort of hands first. So like Superman. It's, to, it's yeah yeah. It's called I think it's called Air, and it's meant to make you feel like you're sort of flying along. You know, sort wow. of um because you're in a bit of a weird body position. Yeah, like Superman basically. Yeah. Um, I haven't been on that one though. I mean, I'm not really. That good with roller coasters, but I did go on Nemesis and and Oblivion last last time I went. You know, just to sort of face the fear a little bit. And it's it's exactly like you say. You know, beforehand you're you're just you know you're you're just terrified. You know, you're kind of bricking it. Yeah. And then and then once it you come to the end, you're like, no, let's go again. Let's go again. You know, sort of thing. So um, yeah. I mean, that's that's the cool thing. If you don't go in the holidays, you, you you can just go round and round sometimes you know when it, when it's not really when it's not really too busy um so yeah they, they, they had a whale of a time they had a whale of a time down there Fantastic. um yeah for sure for sure and it was just it was just like weird little things as well you know it's just when you get like a group of people together <clears throat> like a group of kids mm. they're all like really like interesting creative kids a lot of them you okay. know so you do like a little talent show and and they're all breaking out all these little cool skills that they've got but there were these two two particular kids there who were just like they were like virtuoso piano, piano piano players. Like especially one of them, he was just like he was literally amazing. He said he practices two hours every single day. Wow! Um, and he's been practicing since he was. I think he said since he was. Um, we worked. We worked out roughly the number of hours he'd done was it about seven thousand hours. 'Cause he'd been practicing for that many years. I was like every day, he was like, every day. And he, he was like he was like, You don't understand I'm going a bit crazy here because there's no piano for me for me to practice on. Yeah. So then we went on a search through the school and we found him a piano um really? in the uh yeah, in the craft in the CDT building. Yeah. Under the staircase. There was a dusty old piano, but it it was still pretty good, you know, and he he, he played that like in the breaks.
0: No. Um,
1: way. And we found him a keyboard, but we went into Liverpool on the on the excursion. Mm. And, uh, you know, in, in quite a few English cities, you know, for you probably know, but like Mm. for your listeners, you know, there are just dotted around in London in particular, just dotted around in public places. There are like pianos. Yeah. You know, so in, I think there's one in King's Cross, St. Pancras station, um, you know, this is, they're all over the place. There's one in, in Leeds as well in a big shopping center. And there's one in, there's a few in the central Liverpool. So him and this guy were like, oh, great. You know, like every time we went in, they just got down and started playing the piano. And he, he came home with like a pocket full of change, you know, he had like 15, he had, he had like 15 pounds, people just giving him money because they're like, oh, you're amazing, you know, like, because there's a big bucket next to the piano. So yeah. if no one's using it, you're allowed to just sit down and busk, basically, and play the piano. Where was the kid,
0: I, where were the kid from? Where was he from? He's Italian, this kid. Yeah, yeah. He's,
1: both of them, both the piano players were Italian. Um the one of them was got like- 11, eleven pounds, and one of them got fifteen pounds within about twenty minutes. Really? You know? Wow! But yeah, it was just it was just unreal. It was unreal. So yeah, they they were just paying pay their paying their way.
0: <laughs> that's that's fantastic. I kind of know how that feels when you, if you play music or if you used to play music every day. And then you mm. just don't anymore. I, yeah. I have it with the drums because I used to play drums all the time. I was playing every day when I had a kit available yeah. to me. And, and, and even in London, when I didn't have a kit, I was in practice studios, you know, at least once or twice a week. And here in Paris, I'm not in a band and I haven't played the drums properly for five or six years. And I still, to this day, I'm going crazy. I'm just yeah. air drumming all yeah. the time. <laughs> Yeah. uh when i've got the, the 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 wooden spoons in the kitchen yeah. and I'm, I'm still like getting lost in the it's sort of an infectious thing it's kind of like you have to do a compulsive drumming it's a bit yeah, of yeah, a, a bit yeah. of a problem
1: turn some pots over you know i'm sure i'm sure everybody
0: will love that at home get you know? the pots and pans out yeah, yeah maybe maybe that's what i should be doing the neighbors
1: i'll be, uh, be loving life
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah there's no pleasing the neighbors sometimes
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. You can get like um, well, I know you can get obviously the electric ones, but is there something called like a, is there something with like string over them or something like that where you're basically just practicing the the sequence, but you're not really making any
0: noise? You can get these pads that you strap to your knee. And right, <laughs> the pad is is uh, it sort of replicates the same sort of um, um, I don't know the same surface or same sort of response that you would get from a, a drum. You know, when you hit a drum with a stick, the the, the stick bounces back in a certain way. It's got a certain sort Uh, of responsiveness to it. You Uh. can get these pads that you put on your knee and they're they're supposed to feel like you're hitting a drum they they don't make a lot of noise they just tap really okay. and they're practice okay. pads and you, you're supposed to be able to practice all your rudiments and uh, uh okay. paradiddles and things on those yeah, but i yeah. never learn all the rudiments and paradiddles right. so <laughs> I, uh, a little pad is no good to me i need the whole yeah. thing i need the hi-hats and the drums and the cymbals and stuff and the bass pedal so i can actually you know do it's the stuff nuts. yeah i can actually do the stuff that's in my head and i can't really do it on just a little pad Oh, um,
1: yeah it doesn't sound like much of a replacement anyway does it you no know? not
0: really i mean you can a knee pad <laughs> you can't imagine john bonham from led zeppelin yeah. <laughs> doing his thing on a little knee pad i'll just keep it up between gigs <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. it's not exactly the same but anyway uh, i think the professional drummers probably uh swear by them yeah. They, they probably think that they're really good because they, you know, you can imagine it's it's the sort of thing you need if you need to, if you want to work on all of your rudiments.
1: I guess, yeah. It's like anything you have to be, you've got to have the discipline, you know, mm. it's sort of, it's not all, it's not all kind of like on stage in front of 50,000 people. It's sort of, uh, yeah, you've got to do the, got to do the drills.
0: Time, time, time. It's just like learning a language. Time. yes. Regular practice doing it every day, exactly. to the point where it becomes almost an unconscious habitual response sort of thing um, dreaming in the language yeah, so did you um what about the level of English of the kids at the school
1: yeah yeah it was, it, it was it, i mean some of them were really like you know they were really good when they arrived already, you know a few of them like there was one girl in particular who was you know one of the the best, especially for a young learner, you mm-hmm. know, one of the had be- one of the best levels that I've ever encountered. You know, oh wow. Um, so she, you know, she was almost to the point where, you know, well, it's basically she, you know, for her age, she was pretty much pretty much fluent. You know, for how, especially considering that she didn't live in the in in the UK. Mm. Um, you know, so you have a really good mix, and then we would go right down to um, like right through the levels to I'd say <clears throat> not not full. Not full like a not full a one, maybe like a two slash b one kind of uh-huh. like you know beginner in like pre intermediate sort of level, mm-hmm. everybody could speak, you know everybody could interact and and kind of exchange a few sentences and things like that mm. um but obviously it, it's hard to know because at the beginning you know some of the students they're so shy you know they won't even really like look each other in the eye and 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 when they arrive they're, they're kind of like oh my god you know what's what's going on like why am i in, in liverpool not on the beach in in <laughs> spain or something um, <laughs> but then you just see it like so quickly like to not even like a, not even a week just like by the end of the day or, like, a couple of days, like, two or three days in, as soon as you, like, put them together with other students and, you know, that day, they just they just kind of come out of themselves and then by the end of the the first kind of week or so, it's just a... Just a, a re- it's a, like a real transformation sometimes, you know? Like, you just... Like, kids are just, like, they're kind of much more confident and their English is really just coming along without... You know, and that's the idea of it, really, a, a summer school. That's what you kind of get, that you can't replicate effectively in any other environment really it's like you just get that environment where people are just practicing all the time and without really thinking about it and just developing the confidence you know mm. so maybe they might still have some mistakes you know they might still make some mistakes but they're not worrying about that they're just building that confidence and the communicative kind of side of the of the language skills you know it's absolutely- and then in the cl- yeah and then in the classes of course you know they can they can tidy tidy things up
0: absolutely yeah that that's vital i mean i think that's kind of Maybe the most important thing, just having, it, you know, regardless of whether you're being absolutely perfectly correct all the yeah. time, obviously that's important, but the, the more important thing is just having that sort of base of confidence yeah, or yeah, feeling yeah. like you, you've you owned the language to an extent. That, that uh, Yeah, I guess these kids are having this kind of experience where English is the language that they're using, but it's just the, the medium through which they are... Uh, connecting with the other kids and doing what's completely natural to them because yeah. you know, children will, as you say, they'll just come out of their shell and they 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 make friends because they can't do it any other way. You know, it's just the, yeah. natu- the natural way they do it. And so, if English is the language that it's happening in, then they they all just it'll just become part of their identity for that period. Yeah, um, and, yeah, yeah and owning the language is something yeah. I think really is that's really important. Just. Uh, so yeah, it must be really, really healthy for them in terms of their English.
1: Yeah, so it's so cool, you know. Like, I mean, it's. I think I think just in in definitely for the English, you know, but also just in terms of like a life experience. Like, yeah. th- I don't want to sound like I'm sort of overplaying it, but I think just going to like a even I think you know when it's in your own language, you know, or whatever, just like a diff- like like a camp and things, you know, just doing loads of different activities and and sort of spending time with, like, new people. Um, but, yeah, in, in another country, in, in another language, it's just, you know, um, I, I wish I'd done it, really, when I was a kid, you know, because then all these kids now, like, they can sort of keep in touch. And what was quite interesting was one of the kids who, who came from Spain, so her, her mum came to Collector on the last day, so I met, I met her mum, we were chatting, mm. and um, I was sort of asking her, so what are you doing now? Like, where, where are you going? Are you going straight back to, straight back to Spain? She was like, "Oh no, we're, we're on like a big like European road trip." So I was like, "All right, what do you mean?" She's like, "Well, we're we're gonna fly now to Amsterdam, and um, I'm gonna meet my husband, and then we're gonna go and spend three or four days with this family in in Holland." And I was like, "All right, cool." And she was like, "Yeah, because that's someone who I met when I was a when I was a kid, yeah, at a language camp. So like, her whole life she'd like kept in touch with this other woman, and now she was an adult and kind of like." You know sending her kids to language camps but spending time still and getting like free holidays basically <laughs> you know from the people who she'd met when she was a kid yeah. when she was a teenager you know so it's just full circle you know i was like wow that's unreal um so i think people do you know you do especially now it's so easy to keep in touch you know they like they, they just make so many friends you know in in the uh in the summer school um and yeah like who knows you know you can just kind of bob over and see people in
0: france and germany and wherever um kind of all year round that's brilliant. Do you know if there are similar things for adults? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm because um, I mean, not obviously, sure, obviously you know. your, your school is obviously for <clears throat> for the teenagers. But uh, yeah. uh, when we did our last episode in April, mm-hmm. uh, I did get one or two messages from people saying, "Do you know if there are you know things like that for adults?" Yeah, uh, yeah I, have, I'm just wondering. I'd have how. to have a think. Really, I mean. Uh, I'm sure there in are. Terms of,
1: in, in terms of like a residential camp, mm. it's it, it's definitely like rare. It's definitely rare for for adults. Um,
0: you know, short short of just like going to university in the UK. <laughs> yeah, like, university is do, probably the Do a degree, thing. but that's just very hard. To, it's hard to get into an English university. It's very expensive. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I guess people are thinking about just two weeks. You know, during the summer God, somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, if if, if, you, if you sign up at a language school, you know, you can live with a family. You mm. know, so you can, you can kind of go to a language school in Leeds or Liverpool or London or something. And, and, you know, you live, you can live with a family. That's kind of like, kind of similar. But yeah, I, I know what you mean though. It's, it's, it's not, not residential. You're not kind of 24 seven with all the same people, but.
0: I'm sure that there are, there must be uh, these camps, language camps for adults. There mu- yeah. must exist. Imagine if they don't, then we should set one up. I think, <laughs> you should. yeah, definitely. Really, really i think you it's, get i think you get a lot of uh, a lot of interested people it starts now it starts now yeah. well you
1: know it's it's always it's that's the thing you know if if it was the case that like, you know my camps for for kids you know but if someone was like listen got all these like 20 year olds who want to come to a camp then you know you can maybe do like a separate session for them but you know it could never be where the kids you have like some kids and some adults like mixed together, obviously that would, that would never work. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, like a school like mine, cause it's small, mm. you know, you can, you can sort of like tailor it to, to the needs of the specific students. But yeah, you know, it, it, it either has to be, for kids or for adults you know not
0: mm. not not for both at the same time yeah you'd need to uh, find another venue you'd need to get yeah. a whole other team of trainers and stuff to, to exactly deal with them. exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: i mean yeah it is it is it's, yeah it's it's interesting i mean there are there are things for like young adults you know like sort of 17 18 year olds but i don't know i don't know anything i don't know of anything beyond that really um but yeah I, they'll be they'll be out there though they'll be out there
0: i expect so I think people yeah. just, I mean, I, uh, I haven't really looked into it, but, uh, it's probably worth Googling things like language camp, adults or adult mm-hmm. summer school. Yeah. Uh, England. Be careful though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I, I know. Well, be careful, with-
0: be careful because, uh, if you put adult in any search, <laughs> yeah. the word adult in any Google search, uh, uh, criteria
1: could be, it could be some, some unexpected results. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, I, I know from people in in, in the uh, the industry, the, the summer school industry, that is that um, that it's you know they find it it's sometimes basically it's a bit more challenging to organise camps like with adults, um, or mm. it can be a little bit there can be some tr- some like tricky elements to it. Mm. Um, you know, when you've got kids, it's kind of like you know you're the adult. And, and you're in control. You're 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 in charge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we, we, you know, if the students are obviously like older, it's kind of like it's just like a completely different dynamic, you know. So it's not like okay, like don't don't go out at night, please. <laughs> it's <laughs> like well, the, 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 you know, like I'm thirty, so I'm I'm going to do what I want, you know. So right. um, it, it's sort of like yeah, but I mean, I guess then you know, you don't have to worry about supervision. So it's it's kind of. You know a, a different thing but yeah yeah i think if people search for that like
0: grown-up language school or adult language school maybe maybe they'll they'll find something cool yeah they might find the other ver- the other type of adult <laughs> language school which is where you can learn english and uh it, you know uh, satisfy your desires at the same time <laughs> learning by doing
1: yeah (laughs) yeah don't yeah yeah exactly be careful be careful of the search history or it'll be littered (laughs) with all kinds
0: of problems yeah okay so um very intense activity for what two weeks
1: yeah usually people people go for like i mean i'd I'd recommend probably like a maximum of three weeks but But, usually people just go for people go for two and it's 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 a good blast you know it's good it's a good little session sometimes people go for longer but Mm. um i think three four weeks you know is is quite it's quite long you yeah. know like i think three is is probably like it's good you know um two is still perfect
0: but i mean you're you are running the the school for four weeks in the summer is it four weeks
1: yeah so this this year we did we had students on site for just over two weeks so we were there like all the staff yeah. for like three weeks so that was okay. it was shorter but yeah um in hindsight I'm glad that we we had like a, so- a shorter session because um <clears throat> you know it's just it just is is quite um oh sorry that's my phone that's okay. um it, it just is you know it, it is really intense so um I think for the first year it's good just to take a small step and then next year we can do like the full four weeks yeah
0: but you're you're getting up at 6am and going to bed at midnight for for the duration of of the the the, the summer school course pretty um, much yeah but, but it, then,
1: it, it, sett- it settles down but yeah there are quite a lot of days like that
0: you know the majority probably so i'm just curious what are you doing for the rest of the year then yeah <laughs> recovery it's like all of yeah. your work is squeezed in well I, i'm sure there's a lot of planning and, and admin oh, and stuff yeah. to do but like uh the, the vast majority of the actual uh work i suppose the teaching yeah. and stuff is done in those three weeks so yeah ha- ha- how's the rest of your year spent
1: yeah, I mean, I do a lot of language work, so translation and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I mean, I knew before from working in summer schools and for a summer school company, like how that there was a lot of work to be done between the summers. Mm. But only now I'm like fully appreciating actually how much you have to do, you know, um, because it's just, you know, even now, like, you know, it's September. So you think, oh, yeah, it's like a year, a year away until next summer. Mm. But actually, it's 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 like you have to kind of really get on with it now you know it's like well the marketing and and the kind of redoing the website and sending people brochures and speaking to agents and because you know obviously if you're going to send your kids to a summer school you're not going to decide in like April or May probably you want to decide like six seven eight months in advance you know to kind of really think about it and choose the right one Um, so you know you're not you're going to be contacting people probably like november december so if you want to reach those people obviously you need to be out there like marketing and speaking to people like now really so yeah it's 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 and then there's everything else like making all the bookings and kind of writing the materials and planning things like the excursions and like buying all the resources it's like yeah before you know it the year's just gone to be honest yeah. you know a lot of planning um, a lot of planning involved yeah no it's crazy it's crazy so it, it people but it's like the question everybody always asks they're like yeah so summer school so what happens in the rest of the year yeah but it's 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 natural but yeah it's
0: uh yeah it's like a full it's like a full year thing almost really yes um so yeah see. Um, so so any of my listeners who've got who uh next summer will have kids between the age of say twelve and sixteen? Can yeah. they can can they send their kids to your summer school?
1: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's um, we'll be we'll be ready and waiting. You know, they just can just get in touch through the website, um yourenglishsummer dot um, co dot uk, oh. um, or they can they can email me directly or and, anything like that. Really, what's your um, what's your email? So Raphael. R A P H yeah. A E L at Summer dot co dot uk, okay. and yeah, they can just or anybody who just wants some information, you know, like they can just email me and they can speak to me uh, on Skype or, you know, through the website. There's a chat feature and things like that. So, yeah, you know, it's just um, we're there and obviously on social media like Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you know, it's 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 an exciting it's an exciting like thing I think for for kids to try out and. Definitely amazing for their English. So, yeah. and also we, 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 you know, through through doing the podcast as well. Like, thanks to you, we've, I kind of met people who, like, one person who came as a teacher, mm. and um, and then you know, like, you're kind of meeting people who also work in in summer schools and stuff, and just like exchange ideas. So it's really cool. Like, thanks, like, thanks to you for for kind of having me on the podcast That's because. Nice. It's been it's been like super useful, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's right. It's a pleasure. It's it's nice to hear about uh, the project and stuff. Um, and uh, I look forward to you know seeing it go from strength to strength. You're going to be very busy for the rest of your life now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, it's just it's just like really good fun, you know, like in the summer. I don't know. Just it's just like cool, you know. Like the kids just have like a blast, and it's like it's just sort of fun to to organize that. Like to sort of see them just like having a good time, yeah. Just on a really basic level, yeah. Just like 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 a load of a load of like sort of people meeting each other and just like making new friendships and like having having fun, yeah. Um, and just like also like exploring a new city and kind of a new culture,
0: meeting scousers. So how did that go then? When when all your your <laughs> kids from Italy, Germany, Spain, and China and stuff—they're meeting scousers. Yeah, all right, mates. All right, um, mates. Where are you from? You're from China. That's that's Greece. <laughs> China. Here, mate, he's from China. What's your name, mate? Sean. <laughs> yeah, my cousin's called Sean. That's that's basically what happened.
1: Yeah, it was it was cool. You know, these kids—they're they're from this group called Positive Futures. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just really good kids, you know, like they just they just came down and and just like did some sports and things like that. And just they all just rubbing along, you know, just um, <laughs> just I, I don't know, really. We, we, we did a big mingle. So so we bingo. kind of did this thing called human bingo. So we had all this all the scouses on one side, all the locals on one side and then all our students on the other side. And we just we just said something like, OK, go and find someone who is from Spain. So all the, all the like, locals just had to go in amongst all the students and just sort of ask them where they were from. Where, and you, where just, are you from
0: here, mate? Where are you from? you from Spain? Exactly, no, you're from Italy? Exactly. And,
1: and it was so, it was like a competition, you know, when they found them, they were like, okay, yeah, it's his, she's over here sort of thing. It was like a little bit of a game. Yeah. Um, just for them to, like, break the ice a little bit, you know. And then, yeah, they, they were just sort of, like, playing tennis and football and basketball and chatting and all that kind of stuff, you know. it was It was just like a really nice afternoon that's great
0: okay well you know keep in touch we'll do we'll do yeah And thanks thanks again thanks again for having me yeah you're welcome uh good luck with all the planning for next year yeah and uh you know i hope i hope you get some uh lebsters yeah no it'd be cool i mean we had a a kind of like an honorary lepster last year Mm
1: -hmm. because uh and yeshka came as a teacher you know so uh, what, was... so
0: what's her what's her connection then she's a listener is she
1: yeah she's a listener She could be listening right now ah. if, if you are if you are hi aga
0: <laughs> so cool so she heard you on the podcast and she was like hey that sounds cool i think i'll yeah, was, send was, him a like, message like do you need any teachers exactly exactly
1: She was like that sounds like a blast um so she she just came along you know it was it, it was as simple as that really fantastic um you know it's that's that's why i'd say it's not it's not it's not complicated anybody thinking about it you know obviously if you want to teach you still have to have you know do an interview and everything it's not just like don't just
0: arrive well here i am which can i have this class is like who are you sorry yeah exactly there is a kind of a, a screening process right good
1: good uh, um but yeah we had we we had an interview we did an interview on on skype and everything and and had a good chat exchanged loads of emails um she contributed tons of awesome resources and ideas mm. and yeah she's just full of energy
0: so i was like yeah yeah definitely get her on board you know cool. um so yeah she was part part of our little our little our little team so okay, those of you out there, if you if you are teachers of English, and I do have teachers of English uh, mm. around the world listening to this, and you're thinking, hey, maybe a few weeks in the summer, teaching teenagers as with your English summer and Raphael, get in touch. Mm. Yeah,
1: because also people, you know, if they work in like a language school in a, in another country, it's also the possibility of coming as like a group leader. So you maybe not necessarily as a teacher, mm-hmm. but you could like bring some students and then sort of be responsible for them in in a in a kind of um pastoral capacity. Yeah. Um, and maybe teach a little bit as well. It it depends, you know. It's it's always it's quite flexible because it's 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 something small. Yeah. Um, but we can discuss we can kind of
0: discuss the options. I see. Okay. Cool. cool. All right. Well. Um. Good. That's it. Yes. <laughs> i never know how to end yeah. interviews on my podcast raf i never ever know what to do and i was like you, well bye. okay right well uh let's stop the conversation i just don't yeah. know how to do it well, what do you think <laughs> what do you think i should say at the end of these interviews that i have where it's like right well uh, you know we need to stop now
1: yeah yeah oh, i think that's 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 fine you know people usually just say oh thank, thanks a lot and stuff but i know what you mean about a little sign off sort of thing you know nothing too cheesy that's, um yeah but yeah I, I started listening to this this new podcast quite recently actually and mm-hmm. and they have like a really funky way of, of of ending saying how it's um how it's not the news basically it's called snap judgment this podcast it's mm-hmm. quite interesting um and he's, and this guy's kind of like this is not the news um and that's how he always ends each part he does a little explanation of why this is not the news
0: yeah. how it couldn't be any further away from the news Right, and that's always the end of each podcast. You know, it's really, it's quite creative. <laughs> on the news, what they seem to do on, like especially, yeah, BBC radio news in particular, after they've just interviewed someone, they always say, "Raphael Miller, thank you." Yeah, like, like, uh, yeah. No one out in no other situation in life do we yeah. say thank you like that. You know, uh, b- you know, uh, guy in the bakery, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like postman, thank you. Yeah. be a bit formal even be be a bit stilted yeah we still we do say thank you and then the name like we say thanks mum thanks dave thanks dave but we don't say mum thank you yeah (laughs) which in a way is like a bit profound wouldn't it yeah it's like saying mum that's you know i i'd like to be able to end my conversations like that if i'm talking to someone in the street that I've, maybe I've just met. maybe
1: just bring it in maybe just bring it in man you know just 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 start it up as like a th-
0: it can be like a thing like if i bump into you know mrs uh uh mrs smith my neighbor yeah and, you know it's like we're still talking it's like well okay well uh mrs smith thank you and then yeah, just leave you
1: could, cut, you could cut them off as well you know you could be like mrs smith because that's the thing they always have to cut them off they're on the news that like they're trying to get the last points in and they like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks. I'm afraid, I'm afraid we don't have any time. For, uh, Mrs. Smith, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, Raphael Miller, this isn't the news. Yeah. So, Raphael Miller, thank you. You're welcome. So there you go. That was Raph and his summer school. Uh, Don't forget all the details on the website if you're interested in finding out more, either because you've got children who are at the right age and you're thinking maybe next year uh, it would be a good idea to give them a chance to go to England uh, to speak English for one or two weeks and have a really cool experience like that. Then, you know, you could consider your English summer. The details are on the page for this episode. Uh, Also, maybe if you are, as Raf said, uh, a teacher of English in your country, uh, maybe you've got classes of of, uh, students who are at the appropriate age, and you could maybe kind of, um, you know, work with Raf next summer and bring uh, a group of teenagers. You could be like a group leader or something like that. Anyway, Raf's very open. You could send him an email and just, you know, ask him questions and things like that. Um, also, if any of you out there listening to this know of similar schools for adults, then you know, get in touch because um, I know that lots of people listening to this, certainly last time I got a few requests uh, from people saying, you know, I'd love to do a similar thing as an adult. Uh, so if any of you listening know of projects like that or schools that you can go to during the summer where it's adults all kind of staying in the same place for a period of time and it's uh, it's all very kind of uh, cool and groovy, you do trips or activities and things as well as just studying the language in a more formal sense, uh, do get in touch. I mean, you know, as Raf said, there are ways of doing similar things if you're an adult. Like, for example, you know, at the London School of English, where we both used to work, they had options where adults could come. I mean the school is only for adults the the London school, but um, they had options where some of the some of the adult students we had would come and they would, for example, take group classes in the morning, maybe, and either group or one to one classes in the afternoon. And then in the evening, they would be actually staying with an English host family. So they, that's kind of somewhere, something like the, the summer school experience, where you get to live with um, you know native English speakers. And so you're kind of talking in English all the time at breakfast, in the evening, during dinner and all that stuff. Uh, but also you're taking classes. Uh, you're sharing your time with other learners of English. All sorts of different options. You might want to check out the London School. Uh, i think it's london com, or just google the london school of english what is it london school um school.com maybe 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 let's have a look yeah london school.com it's a great school otherwise if you're interested in um studying english in the uk and you want to find some good schools it can be difficult to choose good schools right how do you know which ones are good and which ones aren't good um a good way of making sure that you find the right kinds of schools or find schools that are basically reliable in terms of their quality use the british council because the british council has a system of accreditation accreditation that means basically when they the british council comes and visits all the language schools in the uk And they inspect the language schools and they they have a series of criteria, you know, little boxes that need to be ticked in terms of quality of service and quality of facilities and things. And so the British Council goes around the country inspecting the different schools and the schools that pass their quality assessments are listed on the British Council's website. So if you want to find good schools in the UK, you should just Google British Council accredited schools UK British Council accredited a double S- schools British Council accredited schools UK and you'll find a list of schools that are basically recommended by the British Council or schools that have um, passed the British Council's inspections for quality. And it's a great website because you can actually read the full reports. You can read uh, all the comments by the inspectors and stuff. The London School is in that list and you can see that they've got excellent uh, results um, from their inspections by the British Council. Anyway, there you go. I I say that because people do ask me that from time to time they say i'm going to go to the uk can you recommend a good school well any british council accredited school is going to be basically all right Um, if you're in london and you can afford it go to the london school because it's it's decent okay all right then great 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 there was some chat about roller coasters in that episode as well wasn't there Yes, there was, Luke. Why do you say that? I don't know, really. It just s- sticks in my mind. I feel like roller coasters and describing roller coasters uh, is quite an interesting topic. Maybe I should do a whole episode about that. I love roller coasters. I don't like queuing up for roller coasters. Who does? But uh, I do enjoy a roller coaster. So, I don't know. I'm. We mentioned Alton Towers. That's probably the best theme park in England. And they've got these really cool roller coasters and rides and attractions. Uh, What about in your countries? Do you have um, really awesome theme parks near where you live or, you know, not far from where you live? If you do, what kinds of roller coasters do they have? And can you describe um, what the roller coasters do? You know, like I talked about Oblivion, which is this vertical roller coaster which is basically it just goes all the way up to the top. And then, you know, you you turn a little corner and then you look over the edge and you, hold, you hang there for a second and then you just drop vertically into a hole in the ground. It's pretty simple, but very effective um, as a way of, you know, making you really scared and excited. What about in your countries? Tell us about some of the roller coasters that you've got in theme parks in your countries. Um, I'd like to know about that. So that's all I have to say at this moment. Um except that uh a lot of interviews i've i 've been uploading a lot of interview stuff on the podcast recently i 'd mentioned a couple of episodes ago that i 've got this sort of backlog of interviews in September. I just did loads of interviews with people, and so i 'm just sort of like putting all those interviews out and and all the all the while. Comments are coming in on my website, comments relating to uh, recent episodes I've done, comments relating to the Alan Partridge episodes, comments about the, um, uh, the, the, the one with Amber and Paul where we're talking about that Russian Comedy Club video. So many comments. And so, you know, in my head, I'm sort of having a conversation with you. And the, but the conversation's a bit weird. It's like I say all these things on the podcast, all these comments come in, and then I'm like, I really want to respond to all that stuff, and I want to say things about the comments I've received, but I've got all these interview episodes I've got to put up. So once I've uploaded the, the interviews that I've that I did in September, then I think I'll do some sort of rambling episode where I will... Maybe you know talk about some of the comments I've received on the website and uh, other bits and pieces of news. We've got we've got some we've got four crazy weeks ahead of us, uh, my wife and me, because we're moving out of our flat. Um, it's time to move out of this flat and move into one that's more suitable for you know ha- for having a, a baby girl in the in, in our lives because she's just starting to walk. She's you know up. On her feet quite a lot she 's not able to walk yet, but she can kind of stand up without holding on to anything for about ten seconds at this moment and we're just you know we 're just thinking, oh God, any minute now she 's going to start walking around and then she'll be loose in the um in the flat and then she'll be pulling all the things off the shelves and the flat where we live now there's not that much space we've kind of outgrown this flat, so we 've got to move to something bigger first of all there's not much space secondly. Because we're in the in the roof of this building, uh, most of the walls in the in the apartment are sloping. so these are walls that you can't put shelves on them, you can't put cupboards on them. and so all of our stuff is down at knee level, like down at child level. So all of our stuff, all our books and sh- and just everything is stored on shelves um, which are at the perfect height for our daughter to to just grab them and pull them onto the floor, which is what she wants to do. This This is the thing that she loves doing the most, is grabbing objects and just chucking them on the floor. I don't know why. Why do children do that? They grab things and it's like... Why did you grab that just so you could chuck it on the floor? I don't know. But anyway, that's uh, that's what she's interested in doing. It's very cute, even that. I mean, you know, parents, we love our kids, right? And we find them adorable, even when they're, like, ruining everything in the in the flat. It's like, oh, it's so sweet the way she destroys all our possessions. How adorable. Um, so anyway, it's time to move. so we've got to move out in the next few weeks, and we've got so much stuff in this place, so that's going to be a little bit crazy. And yeah, that means bye bye Skypod. Goodbye Terrace. I know it's the end of an era. It really is. Um, so uh, yeah, that means I'm going to move uh, Luke's English podcast HQ out of the Skypod and move into uh, a new space and so you know maybe I'll ramble on about that a little bit uh, because there's going to be a new skypod like the I don't know what I'm going to call it but I, there will be a, a, a small space in the next flat where I'll be able to keep doing this so I'm not going to be just sort of like homeless as it were uh, the the podcast will have a it will have its headquarters in the new flat. So anyway, I've got stuff to ramble on about. But first of all, I've got at least one more interview episode that's going to go up uh, before I can just ramble on about stuff in general. Okay. Uh, Thanks again for all your messages on the website, for sending me emails and things. I say thanks just because it's nice to get uh, responses from you. Uh, Download the Luke's English podcast app free from the app store because it contains loads of other stuff that you won't get unless you've got the app. So there's lots of app-only episodes. Also, you can use the app to access all the premium content, and you can become a premium subscriber by going to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium and follow the instructions there. There's a growing library of premium episodes. In the premium episodes, I go in-depth into language, teaching you grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation. Okay, uh, so join, become a member of LEP Premium. Um, it only costs you about the price of a coffee or a beer every month, and you can get full access to all that content, um, which you can get through uh, the app or online. Okay, otherwise, just visit teacherluke.co.uk, and that's where you can get all the information you could ever need. I mean, it's not Wikipedia, but you know, if you've got questions about the podcast and stuff, and transcripts, and um, everything else teacherloop.co.uk is the place that you can go to. If you can access it, I understand that some people out there in podcast land for whatever reason your governments in all their wisdom have decided that teacherloop.co.uk is far too dangerous for you to uh, have access to. I mean imagine what would happen if all of you could access my website. I mean the, the your society would crumble to the ground. I don't really know the logic behind why my website is blocked in some countries, but it is apparently. So sorry if you can't access all my stuff, but I don't know. You'll have to find some clever way of accessing it with a VPN. I'm going to stop speaking now because this episode's going to get too long. Uh, yes, I, I've I have drunk the coffee which I had at the beginning of this episode, and can you tell the caffeine is now racing through my system, causing me to ramble um in this manner okay so it has to stop i've got to go out and do various things um and then uh uproot our lives and move them to a new flat i'll speak to you about that um in maybe some more detail uh, soon without giving away too much personal information because i'm not into that kind of thing all right then so good thank you for being you. Thank you for being an excellent audience. And uh, I'd also like to thank Raphael Miller for being on this episode, just like I'd like to thank all the people for being on my podcast that I've, I have not thanked for any reason. Okay? Luke, stop talking. That's it. That's enough now. Okay? Okay, that's enough. Thank you for listening. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.